0: to this episode of IG Talk with Robert Smallwood, where we feature interviews with IG
1: leaders from around the globe, as well as discussions of IG news, events, and best practices. Hi, today on the program we have an ISO convenor, if that's how you pronounce it, uh, which uh, worked on the ISO 24143 standard, which is the new information governance standard. I'd like to Welcome, Norandine Lamriri, Lamriri, uh, and I'm not very good at pronouncing your name yet, sorry. Uh, Welcome (laughs) to the program.
0: Thank you, Robert. I'm very happy to be here with all of you. Thank you very
1: much. I appreciate you taking the time, and you're in France now, right? Uh,
0: Yes, exactly.
1: And how far are you from Paris?
0: A few few hundred kilometers in in the south of France, in Lyon.
1: Oh, okay so only uh, an hour or two a couple hours away
0: not 2 hours 2 hours with train okay so a okay. train and 2 hours we can be at, in Lyon
1: Very nice well um we're excited that this new standard came out and I think it's going to help add some concreteness and credibility to the information governance space uh, but I have some questions about it and I think a lot of uh, people uh do as well we just sort of wonder you know how does this process work and and how do you get selected to work on the standard and 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 those kinds of things. So if you could just tell us, uh, how did this process work when you started working on ISO 24, 143? And and, and, uh, how do you come about getting a consensus?
0: Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much, Robert. So first of all, first of all, you have to know that the information governance um, concept doesn't exist at the beginning in the ISO. So in 2017, first of all, a group of experts uh, send a resolution to the vote to um, explore the opportunity to create a new standard about information governance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes one year uh, only to analyze the market, to analyze the different initiatives all over the world, to conclude at the ISO level that making a working group on information governance makes sense. Uh-huh. Okay. After this year, the ISO decide to create a working group Okay, so when the working group is created, at the beginning, there is only one person, which is the convenor, the leader of this working group. Uh-huh. Uh, this leader, first of all, will try to find expert and country which can be interested to work on these topics. So it takes a lot of time. And now in this working group, we are uh, 16 or 17 country and close to 40 members. huh. Uh, yeah, there is many countries all over the world. And, and who,
1: who, who's the person from the U.S.? Who are the people from the U.S.?
0: Unfortunately, we don't have any people from the U.S. What? <laughs> what? We what? try, what? we
1: try. Believe in me, we try, but yes. we don't it. I've written eight books on information governance.
0: What do I have to do? <laughs> yeah, help me to find someone which is enough crazy to join us for the next three years.
1: Yes. Who somebody wants to pour their time into it, huh? Well, that's interesting. Um, and so you go through a series of drafts. Is that how it works? Uh, 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 you know, just how does the, how do you get started, and how do you go through that process?
0: Yeah. So uh, when you want to produce a standard, the process is is very normalised. So you can you have to do this by respecting a huge number of rules. First of all, you have to produce. A uh, preliminary uh, work, uh, uh, a first draft, of uh-huh. to explain that you want to produce a standard about information governance, the main topics, the content of this standard, and this is sent to the ISO for for uh, for the vote. If the vote is uh, validated, after that you can start to produce your standard, and you have to choose uh, the planning of to produce this text. So we decide to choose. 36 months to produce this text it means to be very long but in fact in, in the ISO uh, process is uh, the medium delay okay you can have 24 months you can have 48 months we decide to take 36 months and after that you are, you have to produce the document and respecting different due date in fact there is uh, five uh, main steps at each step you have to send your document to the vote. You will receive feedback. Uh, your text can be accepted or refused. If it's refused, the process is finished. You will not produce your standard. If it's validated, you will receive the validation and a huge amount of comments. You have to resolve all the comments, make the update on the document, and send again your document many months after. So after all this step, you can be sure that your document can be uh, respect the uh, point of view of all the country which is member of the ISO. You reach the consensus and you can release your document and create a new standard. So there is many steps to stop your initiative if the topics you are trying to move forward doesn't make sense for, for the ISO. So it's a very good point because it means that the information governance for many, most of the countries all over the world, think that information governance, it's a key topic which make a lot of sense for for the organization and the, the different enterprise all over the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so you said, how long did they did you work on it? You said, was it about a year uh, to produce this? Or three, no, we... Three
0: we, years. Yeah, it's a three-year process, but in fact, it takes one year and a half to produce the text. And after that, you have approximately one year and a half for the different validation of the ISO, the different command, uh, the vote phase, and so on. The, the translation as well, because the, the standard will be available in English and in, in French. The proofreading as well, because believe in me, if it's I wrote with my own uh, standard, it will be a terrible text. So <laughs> I have people from from our working group from South Africa and Australia, I want to thanks a lot, which helped me a lot for the, the proofreading, to have something which can be... Uh, Mm -hmm. ready to be released Mm -hmm. as a standard.
1: Mm -hmm. And uh, what's the process for updating or making revisions? And and when might revisions be made? Because I've got a few suggestions.
0: Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But unfortunately, when the standard is released, the standard is released for five years. Oh, crap. Yeah, the update is only (laughs) after five years. (laughs) you so uh, it does not means that any update can be done so we can gather the update and uh, uh, something you have to know as well is is that the standard is the first text we produce a new one is uh, was validated by the iso is to produce the uh, an information governance framework an implementation framework which start now uh, we start the discovery phase now, since uh, uh, May 2022, and during the le- the next three year, we're working on that. So, if you need to uh, give any feedback, or anyone who want to be in, uh, involved in this new standard, you uh, can go back to me. We can be in touch. I can give my advice. I can explain how he can join us. It will be a, a, a huge pleasure for me.
1: Well, one thing. Uh, well, there's a few things I think that they left out, or maybe uh, got a little bit wrong, but. Uh... One thing I thought that would have really put some teeth into it, which would make it stronger, would be to use the approach they used for ISO 27701, which is for privacy management information systems, a new standard only a couple of years old. With 27701, what they say is before you can comply with this privacy standard, you first have to comply with ISO 27001 and 2, which is mm. cybersecurity standard. So cybersecurity is, is tied to and locked in with privacy. You have to have security before you can have privacy. And, and that makes that privacy standard stronger because 20, 27001 and 2 is, is pretty well established. And there are assessment tools for that. I thought I thought if they if they put in you have to be twenty seven zero zero one and two and twenty-seven seven oh one compliant, that would mean they would have cybersecurity and your privacy act together and information governance would be, you know, on top of that. And I also thought that it should be twenty it should be named something in the twenty-seven hundreds because you know, we're talking about security and privacy and those are 27701 and twenty-seven zero zero one two. So that I thought it should be the twenty-seven hundred series. That's just my opinion, but yeah. I, I'm hoping that uh, they can put they can put some of uh, those references to those other standards in uh, future uh, drafts in future revisions.
0: Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Agree, agree uh, about this point. And we, we talk about the the ISO twenty-seven zero 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 and all the series. We talk about the the ISO. Uh, uh, 9900 or the, the ISO 3300, um, the point I'm agree with you is it's difficult in this kind of text to ponderate the level of detail you will talking about, about this standard more than this standard or this other standard. Uh, as an example, as an example, the people from Australia and South Africa or UK are talking to us that it's absolutely monetary to talk about e-discovery. Okay, Mm -hmm. But for for the people from Europe or even from from Asia, they could be talking to us that e-discovery doesn't make sense for them.
1: Yeah, because they don't really, they have a different legal system. And, um, you know, in in the US, it's e-discovery. In the UK, it's e-disclosure. But it's a big part of information governance. I know,
0: EDRM uh, standard and so on. And
1: Australia too, you know.
0: Mm. But the, the point is, Uh, In a way, to find a consensus, we talk about the Mm -hmm. e-discovery because it seems absolutely mandatory to talk about this. And this is the the concern when you're working in the ISO standard is to to have people from different countries all over the world, not only uh, because you need people to produce the text, uh, but more than that, to have at the end a text which can be understandable and applicable all over the world, which uh-huh. is yeah. consensus of different countries over the world. So it's absolutely sure that each time a people from one country is frustrated because he doesn't uh, find in the document all the specificity of his own territory. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and believe in me, I I, I do many presentations in different countries about uh, this standard. And each time I receive feedback about that. And this feedback, are, are most of the time, are true. But that's why I ask that it's very important to have people from the different country for in our working group to be sure as much as possible we can reach the consensus. But uh, mm-hmm. it's like
1: uh, I, I mean, I I really thought they should. They had an opportunity to put e-discovery in there. E-discovery as as a you know a seat at the table when you list out the key stakeholders in that uh, in the standard it lists out key stakeholders. E-discovery, it, legal isn't even mentioned. I mean, legal is not even mentioned in the as a key stakeholder are you kidding me yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean you have maybe you don't have e-discovery in asia or, or europe but they have legal you know and it, yeah it has a lot i can't believe that that's not in there and, and but you put in artificial intelligence and big data and stuff mm-hmm. those, those are technologies i don't know why they have those in there as stakeholders and certainly those should not weigh the, the legal aspect of it. So how do we make any suggestions for change? How does that, uh, do we send them to you? Do, I mean, how does that work, uh, this process? And got and, and God, I, 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 that really frustrates me that if, if they're not going to change it for five years. <laughs>
0: Simplistically, uh, I understand you, Robert. The first thing I can say is in my experience, the first standard, the first standard of any standard, the first version is, Never the best version. Yeah, that many times you have to wait um, one or two revision to have at oh the end. So that's what? That's yes,
1: five or ten years. Yeah, be <laughs>
0: <too. laughs> I'll be alive. <laughs> you will be there, and if yeah. you not be there, you give me the feedback, and I will add this feedback for you. <laughs> okay.
1: Right. In, in twenty thirty two.
0: I'll <laughs> get it right. Yeah, the other point, the other question you tell me is if uh, anyone wants to give feedback about the text, the easiest way is to, to be part of a local standardization organization. Because mm-hmm. if you are part of the US standardization organization, you will receive all the uh, uh, vote phase, all the text which have to be revised. And uh, you can take a lead on one of these texts, decide to Read these days, give some comments, and so on. It's uh, something which works automatically. So this is the easiest way to, mm-hmm. to, to make any comments.
1: Well, I've been talking to some colleagues about, you know, how could this standard? How could we possibly use it? Maybe to do an assessment and try to try to say, is your is your information governance program compliant with ISO 24143 And um, because of that, organizations are you know they 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 want to be standard. They want to they want to adhere to twenty seven zero zero one and two, and emerging you know twenty seven seven zero one for privacy. And you know if this had more teeth in it, and if it had more of an emphasis, I think on value and cost, then um, the assessments would have more weight. I think uh, you know being compliant right now, and you know not is not that hard. It's a little soft. It's, it's, it's a little squishy. Uh, so that's why I'm, I'm, I'm and I, I think we could come up maybe with a checklist or an assessment, but I, I don't see some basic things in there. Like I didn't see any reference to a steering committee, which is just the typical way because you've got stakeholders from multiple groups. So you get together a committee and we've done some research and, you know, the average committee is sort of six mm. to 10 people. Mm. There's no reference in there about that. There is a reference that you need strong senior management leadership. So they're talking about executive sponsorship there. Um, That's good, but they don't specifically say you have to have an executive sponsor. Mm. Um, So I I think there's just a a little more concreteness, a little more reality that could inject. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The next text, we we, will be focused on that about the reality, the implementation, the framework you to deploy for real in a company or uh, in, in every organization, this is the the next step, the next phase, and the most important phase. That's why I I ask again that it's very important to to involve US in this uh, initiative because Please. the most evolved country about information governance for sure is uh, is US. So it's terrible at the ISO level to work on these topics without any people from US. So
1: yeah, I mean, there's I, I know lots of good people that would be willing to. Um, uh, work on it Uh, now you're also in um, your regular life real real job is your vp product marketing at Everteam, yeah which is a content services company do you see vendors trying to offer software that's iso 24143 compliant
0: Not now because uh, this iso standard was released a month ago so not not really but in fact many companies and many uh, not only software vendor but as well organization move to manage their uh, information asset by applying information governance program or process or initiative i don't know uh, because they are struggling with the huge amount of data they have they want to reduce the cost enhance the value so they need uh, a direction to be on the right way and the information governance appear To be uh, this direction, so most of the vendor, the software vendor, start to reorganize their software offer, like we did at Everteam, to uh, give an answer to this kind of pain. So Uh, before we only deploying an information uh, document management uh silo to archive or store document, that's all. Now we are going further, providing tool which can help to connect to different application, understand what you have, give a dashboard. Apply some cleanup and remediation in this document. Uh, move this document based on the life cycle, uh, based on the retention schedule, and archive the document uh, till the, the disposal. So mm-hmm. this is the new way to manage document, and the ISO 24143 will not conduct this process, but will be one piece which mm-hmm. be, uh, uh, push the market in this in this way.
1: Yeah, that's a, that reminds me, um, there's a, there's another standard they could have put in there and referenced as,
0: yeah.
1: uh, and you do mention it, it is listed in um, some of the notes, but not as, uh, you know, it's not a requirement, but they could have used ISO 1549, um, which is the, the standard for uh, records management programs. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so they they, I mean, if they said you got to have Uh, You know the ISO standard for records management, and you got to have security, and you got to have privacy. That's most of information governance. I mean, uh, if you could get legal in there too, Um, so that's another one I'd I'd like to see them incorporate. Because then you're really kind of building um, on blocks of, you know, first being compliant with your records management program, and then your security program, and then your privacy program, and you put it all together. Now you've got information governance.
0: It's terrible. It's terrible. Believe in me, I. It's bit for me to to struggle with you on this on this point. <laughs> because I used to do that with so many people from different countries which are information professional in records management, which tell me that in information governance it's quite the same than records management, right, right. but I'm quite sure that today in this place, I will not need to do that with you. <laughs> no,
1: yeah, no, it's it's bigger than that. It's more than that.
0: So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure, sure. That's why we are working on, on this standard and believe in me, IDTC46, which is the, the place with our, you can find all the working group related to records management and archiving.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not easy to create a place for ID. Mm-hmm. Uh, to find the sponsor and to let everybody understand that IG is different, not, it's not struggling against uh, uh, against uh, record management or archiving. Mm-hmm. It's only something different, which is part of this area. Now yeah. we succeed on that. And now the point is to spread this vision and to collaborate with mm-hmm. uh, the ISO 15489 and right. so on, all the standard related to this area.
1: Yeah. Well, they do have, have in there uh, the, the 30, 300 you know, 30,300. Uh, 30,300. Yeah, yeah. That's the management systems of record one, which that standard never really got much traction yeah. I think, yeah. in the U.S. Um, yeah, yeah. more It's more in um, the rest of the world. So they do, do have... Do you think
0: because this is a fresh standard at the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's going
1: to be take some time, I guess, to get it uh, to get it right. But hey, so uh, let's just uh, pivot here a little bit. Nordine, what do you do in your free time? What do you do for fun? What's your
0: do you have oh. any
1: hobbies or? Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I have a a, a diploma. This is a, an English word, diploma. Diploma. In a yeah. Certification on on French pastry. I used to do French pastry. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I I I can I can open the pastry. I have the diploma enough to do that. Mm-hmm. i i did uh, during tenure uh, uh breakdance
1: you don't look fat enough to be a pastry chef hmm? you don't look fat enough to be a pastry chef you're not
0: maybe maybe i don't know
1: <laughs> In the future. You, gotta be, you gotta be a little bigger more robust right you know like like those those chefs are always tasting their food yeah, yeah. Yeah, but wow, that's really fancy. That sounds great. That sounds like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I did many, I things, many, many things. I used to do break dance as well in my <laughs> young time. Yes, yeah, break dance during many years. And I, I'm so working for the French uh, National Organization of uh, Hip Hop. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like this. Yeah. IG and hip hop is very close, in fact.
1: <laughs> yeah, IG and hip hop go together like bread and butter. Huh? <laughs> great. So excellent. I appreciate you spending time with us today and giving us a little, shedding some light on that ISO standards uh, process. I'm a little disappointed about, you know, where it is and how long it's going to take to change. But, uh, you know, that, that I'm very happy that there is a standard because it adds credibility. It makes, oh, information governance is a real thing. Now there's a standard. So I'm real happy about that. So thank you very much for taking the time and being on the program.
0: Thank you very much, Robert. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of IG Talk, the leading voice in the
0: industry, which features IG leaders, news, events, and best practices. Tune in next time to stay up to date on the changing world of information governance.